welcome to Change Space Season 4. We're beginning a new season in a new year where we explore how God's story is changing our stories, growing stronger and healthier minds and identities for us, transforming our relationships with Him, with ourselves, and each other. I'm your host, Ruth Stephen Kualpalai, and I'm so excited to discover with you how God's story continues to grow and change us in our stories. I've prayed that in the time since last season to now, you've experienced being loved more by God. I know I have, yet some of those times where I felt most loved were times that I also did not want to be going through. God helped me walk through some very challenging moments since we last talked together. And those moments were ones I would have run away from, pretended I did not need to address. And only God's love helped me walk through it with him. Because I had listened to his prompting and started a podcast last year. This podcast is actually not about podcasting. It is the vulnerability God is asking me to feel safe to experience with him and invite you into this journey of my growing and maturing with him. So that's what you got last year. And if I hadn't done the podcast, I don't think I would have grown in my trust of him to where I did some of the things I would have wanted to run and hide from before. And maybe the podcast, if I'd said no, would have just been one way. I'm pretty sure God has more than one way. We sometimes are so fearful that if we say or do the wrong thing, we screw up his entire plan for us. But one thing I've been learning in this process of risk-taking and vulnerability with God is that there are many ways in which he reaches us. He knows who we are. He knows how scared we are. He knows how traumatized we've been relationally with sin. He knows the hurt and harm that directs us in our present life. So let me tell you how we land here today. February 14th, Valentine's Day, and the first day of Lent. This is not my timing. This is how God works in time for you and me. I was ready to start part two of my story with Stacy. I'd given you part one at the end of season three, and I knew, <laughs> I knew what part two was. I'd asked Stacy to, to be here for part of the episode, and she, like many in my life, said, no, thank you. Um, to being a part of the podcast, but she did promise me some words. So I was waiting for the words, but I was also aware that I was waiting for God to show me, am I ready to start speaking these words? And that came yesterday when I got Stacy's words and I had a conversation with someone else. Another person, a friend, a neighbor who I meet on the nature trail so often We happened to bump into each other somewhere else. We were talking, catching up, 
and also encouraging each other. And I realized something. You know, the fruit that we are supposed to bear as Christians, the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5 that I even talk about in season one, they're an expression of God's character growing in us. We are people made in the image of God. That's what Genesis 1 tells us. And that image of God is growing in love, growing maturity, which he does across generations. But often, we as Christians think we are supposed to be bearing this fruit when it is really the Holy Spirit who bears the fruit. We do the abiding. The Holy Spirit does the growing. So in my waiting, I have grown to appreciate part two of the story Stacy and I experienced together. Part one, that God answered prayers before we even prayed them, met with this new aspect of prayer we experienced on the heels of this first revelation with God. Stacy and I were getting ready to pray. We had just already experienced that sense of awe that God had already answered a prayer that I had not yet prayed. I had just volunteered to pray later, and he answered it then and there. That was already getting our attention. We were already feeling a sense of awe and wonder that God was present with us. We held hands because the Holy Spirit connects us. And we were getting ready to pray. And I had a flashback to a conversation I had with a friend of mine, older than me, getting closer to the end of life, who looking back at life as it has passed, had regret that loved ones were not as close to Jesus as my friend would have liked. I had assured my friend that the prayers that were being prayed over loved ones, those prayers were going to continue past my friend's life. How did I know this? I don't have a proof text for you, but just about every person in the Bible that grows and matures in Jesus intercedes for others. That work of intercession is such a powerful theme in the Bible. So I said with confidence, prayers were going to continue past the life of the person praying the prayers because the Bible gives us these stories. That conversation flashed through the, through my mind and I realized something. I realized I was there with Stacy because of someone's prayers. I looked at her and I said, your grandfather prayed for you. Your grandfather's prayers are what brought us together. Every time I remember my time with Stacy, I feel awe and wonder. She's told me every time she remembers that time that we shared in her workspace, she experiences awe and wonder. Who is this God we claim to serve and love, it is this God, this God who transcends time. He goes ahead of us to meet us.
He has been working before us, for us now. This God transcends time to transform us with time. When I read Stacy's words that she had written, I cried. It brought up a lot of things for me beyond what she had written. You know, I don't think that moment with Stacy might have happened quite the way it did if I had not been in the midst of doing change space. You know, God has been using change space to change me grow me, mature me. And that grows my vulnerability. Because I tell you things that I really don't want public. I share things that I would have kept quiet about. I make mistakes, as I did more than once in season two, that I had to admit, apologize for sometimes, correct. Me, who hates making mistakes, is so perfectionistic. Yeah, but that perfectionism, that's just a form of self-worship, an idol I need to put down. God's presence is what I want to seek more than perfectionism. When I read Stacy's words, I realized that I wouldn't have even asked for them if I hadn't been open to her story. And I wouldn't have been open to her story if I had stayed as closed off from looking as vulnerable as I typically have in the past. I've been saying this to everyone. How is God asking you to draw closer to him? Part of how he's been asking me is doing change space for right now. I don't know for how long. I want to obey what he asks because he is doing something for me that in turn he will have me share with someone else. And he's asking the same of you. Let yourself experience something with him that will grow and mature you in him that will then have you share with me. And then we share back and forth and with others and love grows. This was something Stacy's grandfather understood. So you've heard parts one and two, how God went ahead of us and answered a prayer and how part two lets you know God answered a prayer from a man who was no longer with us in life here on, on this earth, but whose prayers kept going and were active for that day in September when Stacy and I had this encounter with Jesus. This is what Stacy has to say about this man whose prayers helped make that possible. For the 20 years that I was blessed to have my grandfather in my life, I witnessed firsthand the profound impact my grandfather had on people. He possessed a unique ability to light up a room like no one else I had ever seen before. Even as a little girl, I recognized the special aura that surrounded him. 
but it wasn't until later in life that I fully understood the source of his radiance, his love for Jesus. I vividly remember a conversation I had with my grandfather after returning from a youth church retreat. As I excitedly shared my experiences, he reached for his well-worn Bible. The pages were filled with sticky notes, highlighted verses, and notes in the margins, a true testament to the history and depth of his relationship with God. His face lit up as I spoke about my time at the retreat, mirroring the joy he brought to those he encountered each day. While my grandfather didn't speak about his faith extensively, he exemplified it through his actions and interactions with others. I recall his distinct Rhode Island accent resonating through the church as he sang my favorite hymn, How Great Thou Art. Quite off-key, but with unwavering enthusiasm. His genuine love for Jesus shone through, illuminating the faces of those around him. My grandfather's love for Jesus was not confined to the walls of the church. It permeated every aspect of his life. He treated people with kindness, respect, and a genuine love, making even the angriest looking strangers smile. His big personality and presence made people feel comfortable, and his ability to listen and offer advice with grace and certainty was truly remarkable. In my eyes, my grandfather embodied the face of Jesus. His actions and the way he lived his life reflected the love, compassion, and grace that Jesus embodies. Witnessing his unwavering faith and the impact he had on others inspired me to deepen my own relationship with Jesus. I aspire to be half the person my grandfather was someday. The greatest compliment I have ever received is when someone told me that I was just like him. I am committed to living each day with the same love, kindness and faith that he demonstrated throughout his life. I hope all of you can reflect on the incredible influence one person can have through their faith and love for Jesus. May we be inspired by my grandfather's example and strive to make a positive impact in the lives of others just as he did. Thank you, Ruth, for the beautiful moment we shared together and for letting me share my grandfather's story. I will cherish it forever. Those words describe a man who let Jesus love him well. And he, rooted in that love, Let the Holy Spirit bear good fruit of love in his interactions with others. I've never met this man, but I know him a little bit through Stacy. Part of why I get tearful reading Stacy's words about her grandfather is because I realized as I'm doing this episode that he didn't know me. His prayers for Stacy became a blessing for me. 
I know Jesus better through this man I've never met. All because he loved Jesus. This is how God transcends time to transform us over time. One day, Stacy's going to take me over to meet this man. She's going to introduce us. And I can't wait to tell him how he blessed me, someone he's never met, never known, all because he let the love of Jesus grow in his life. You know, this can be all of our stories. This is not about what our work output is. It's not about the amount of education we have. It's not even about how much we read our Bibles or pray. It's about how much we let the Holy Spirit in to change our character so we grow and mature. When we do, guess what? Love grows. We are called to be image bearers of love. Of love. We are meant to grow love. We are meant to grow and mature and let the Holy Spirit bear good fruit of love. That is our identity. Season four, let's journey together and let God's story grow us, mature us, make us whole and grow more love. So much love that it's going to take meeting up together in heaven for us to find out all the ways God grew love in our stories. <laughs>